what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is a mini episode. Ali, you have no idea what we're going to talk about. I'm just going to throw things in your direction. Why do you do this to me, buddy? I hear, I come, I want to be prepared. I want to be a professional. You're just like, I'll let you know when I let you know. I think this is your revenge for what's in Marco's mouth, by the way. That's what I feel like this is. Someone has to hold you accountable. By the way, that's Ali Hassan that I'm talking and to. And that is uh, Marco Timpano. Thank you for listening. This is a mini episode. Uh, within the next 15 minutes or so, we will no longer be here in your ears. Uh, yeah. You want to hear more of us? There are lots of episodes, mini and major, where we uh, we regale you, we entertain you, we hopefully educate you, and, uh, and sometimes uh, talk a bunch of bullshit. When we get to episode 75, you and I are going to take a little bit of a break. Are we? A little bit of a break because we're pumping out episodes like it's going into style and you and I have things we got to do. Anyways, having said that, I want to talk to you about your culinary heroes, the chefs or bartenders that have influenced your life, whether it be in cookbooks, whether it be on television, whether it be just something you may have learned from a culinary hero. I want to know what that is and who that person is because, you know, I have tasted your food despite of what I think of you. Your yes. food is fantastic. Your food is top-notch. Uh, and of course, you didn't get there by yourself. So I'm curious, who are some of your culinary influences? Well, culinary influences is an interesting way. Um, I would have answered heroes a different way. Influences is like, I got to say my mother and father, but my mother was an influence because her cooking was so um, uh, loveless. It was a chore and sure. she didn't enjoy it and it showed in the food. Oh, no. My father. Not. What's yeah. that? I said, I hope she's not listening. No, yeah, but even if she's listening, she knows that to be true. Okay. Um, you know, the poor woman worked 50, 60 hours a week. She was out of the house and she's coming home and she's expected to cook. She, my father would do most of the cooking. Okay. So when she did have to cook, the enjoyment wasn't there. The practice wasn't there. She just didn't like it as much, you know? And um, and then my father was an influence in the sense that uh, he showed me that, uh, you know, despite what your background is in, in Pakistan, men generally don't do a lot of cooking. Right. I mean, it's the same everywhere. The men are the forefront of a restaurant as a restaurant chef, but in the house, they won't even wash the bowl that they ate up. You know, it's, right. it's a classic yeah. story. But growing up in a home where my father was a teacher and taught early in the morning, was done by noon. He's home. He's starting to cook most days, the majority right. of the days in the week. And uh, it just showed me um, culinary hero is, is too strong for my parents okay. because while they did, you know, introduce me to a, a great food, it wasn't, it wasn't diverse. It wasn't adventurous. It wasn't exciting. It was often the same thing. I see. And if I compare what they did to what we did, you know, I, I had a doctor tell me once that people think that your health is, is um, it's all about genetics and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And that is not true because what is often the case is that you start cooking and eating what you know to cook and eat. Where did sure. you learn that from your family? And so then your health sort of, it's not a, it's not a natural programming. It's you help it along 
by being like, well, you know, my mother always put a half a block of butter in the, in the, in, in the Navy beans. So that's what I'm going to do. you right. You just learn. And even though we, we shrink that down a little bit, we shrink that down a little, we shrink it down a little bit because we learn this is too much fat. This is not good for us. At the end of the day, we're still eating those similar things and probably we're balancing it out by eating out more than our right. parents did. Yeah. Right. 100%. I don't, as a child, we went out to eat. It was a special occasion. Absolutely. You didn't go out every week. You didn't go no. out weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. You went once a month, if that, and it was for a special occasion. Yeah. And it made, it made dining out something special. One thing that I got from my culinary heroes, which would have to be my parents to start with, is we always had a garden that we could get at, at the very least herbs, herbs from, but also vegetables and we had fruit trees and whatnot. And there's nothing like taking a tomato off the vine, putting a little bit of salt on it, maybe a little ball of oil and just eating it like that. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. So down to its most simplest, simplest form. But, you know, I mean, I watch, I certainly watch chefs on television. I certainly watch people make cocktails on TV. And I feel like I can tell someone who is good to someone who's a hack on television. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And that's a very interesting thing. You know, that's how you can, you can recognize these little, uh, these little tricks and you go, Oh man, I used that trick when I was starting out to yeah. sort of impress people. But I know that that's not a real thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, so uh, who are some of your heroes, your culinary. Well, heroes? there's two that come to mind immediately. I think I've told you this before that Saturday mornings were the following Saturday mornings were cartoons. Yes. Uh, then, uh, WWF. It was the WWF, as you recall, the World Wrestling Federation. In our, in our day, we had an F. Uh, so it was the WWF. And then it was uh, either This Week in Baseball, a great show, which it was a half an hour of baseball highlights, which I just loved. Because a baseball game for a kid with a bad, set, you know, uh, what do you call it? A bad attention span. That's sure. tough. That's yeah, tough. Course, but yeah. Half an hour of like the best plays. That was great. And then it was cooking shows. Okay. My mother would lose me for about eight hours on a Saturday, 8 a.m. to like 3, 4 p.m. Okay. And the cooking shows that I remember most, Jacques Pepin, and as I got a little bit older, a guy named Ming Tsai. Okay. So Jacques Pepin, uh, I mean, French-born, uh, now in his 80s, incredible, incredible chef, has been a uh, restaurateur, has been a cookbook author, has been a... Um, uh, on TV chef. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's all over, um, the map in, in, in terms of food, he would make things that I was like, well, I'm never going to make that. That's ridiculous Sure. To, 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 you know, put snails in a jelly and then put them inside this and stuff this in here. But he was so entertaining to watch. It was one of my great pleasures in life to meet him and sit across from him a couple of years ago at the devour uh, food right. and film festival and talk to this man. And he is so sharp. He is so sharp in his 80s. I think I told you one of the women was like, I met you in San Antonio in uh, or San Francisco in uh, 1982. And he goes, no, it would have been 1981 because I wasn't there. I'm like, what? the? I don't yeah. remember last weekend. What the fuck is this? I don't remember what I had for breakfast. No, exactly. So this guy is sharp like it's nobody's business. But I encourage you to look at Jacques Pepin if you have not before. P-E-P-I-N if you don't know him. He's a, an incredible man. He's a, he's a, also known as an extremely benevolent person. Uh, 
doing good in the world and sure. uh, just a great dude. Ming Tsai, young, sort of hip Asian guy, uh, not ridiculous hip, not corny by any means, not like, uh, you know, no, no disrespect to the Walk With Yan guys, but no no tricks, no gimmicks. Right, right, right. I love Walk With Yan, you know what I mean? But nothing, nothing not, no, um, no smoke and mirrors type of stuff. Yeah, he was sure. right down the barrel. He was, he had a little bit of a sense of humor, but he was a guy who had like an engineering degree. He'd gone to Yale for an engineering degree. His parents wanted more from him because they had a family restaurant. But he was like, you can't take the kitchen out of the kid who grew up in a kitchen. I got to do this. And he's he trained in Paris with a renowned chefs in Paris and then uh, renowned sushi chefs in, in Tokyo. Um, and then he had his, you know, I only got to know him because it was, uh, I think it was called uh, Cooking with Ming. I'm not sure what the show was anymore. I can look that up, but um, Ming Tsai, T-S-A-I. He was creative. He was adventurous. He was excited about food. He was ready to blend food from different, you know, like all that sort of like these, these, these sort of like stiff people who are like, no, 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 you don't put this and this. You don't, you don't put peanut butter in noodles. That's ridiculous. And all of a sudden you see Ming Tsai mix some, uh, a, a dollop of peanut butter with some coconut oil, some shaved ginger, some soy sauce, some lime juice, some sriracha, whip it up. And he goes, boom, you've got some saute noodles in a pinch. This is great. I try it. It's great. Um, it was called East Meets West. That was the That's show right. that I was watching. Right. Yes, yes, I remember the show. I remember it. These yeah. are before the Food Network. These yeah. predate the Food Network. These are the early guys. So I'm not even talking about the Food Network yet. I'd never even heard of the Food Network. It did not exist when I yeah. first start, started watching these guys. And I really, you know, he's got restaurants in Massachusetts, a restaurant called uh, Blue Ginger and a couple of others. Just a good old boy from Ohio who was raised in an Asian family who, who went on to develop such an appreciation for food and spread an appreciation for food. When I think of you and me, Marco, I think of Ming Tsai. And I think of if we can do like even a quarter of what this guy does in terms of promoting food and a love for food, uh, we will have done great work on this. That's on this amazing. Earth. That's amazing. I have to say, I have this like a faint, faint memory being a child and having on television, Julia Childs. I don't know yes. if it was her reruns or what, but, Recently, I was with my niece, who's eight years old, and she had this book of like, um, I don't know if, what it was called, but like badass women or, or, or you know, a kick-ass girls or something like that. And so she's reading the famous people that are in this and all these prolific women. And she's like, Julia Child. And she starts reading Julia Child to me. And each each page has has a different person on it. And she's like, Julia Child was a spy during World War. I'm like, what? And then what? she like, me, and I'm like, yeah. So this woman started off as a spy during World War II. Come and on. Then, uh, you know why that's especially funny? Because she has two things that are very remarkable, remarkable about her, Marco. Yeah. Her height. She's a yeah. very tall woman. And number two, her high-pitched voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are two very bad qualities for a spy. That's why I have to laugh at that. But God, she was like a god. She was really, she was, a, she, was the, she ruled, you know, in, in, yeah. in North America. When I say she was in the office of strategic services, so she uh, um, she was too tall, like you said, to enlist in the women's army corps. Uh, mm. But she was able to be in this uh, strategic service of, of the army, and she it's just fascinating. And if you watch old clips of her cooking and what she did for French food in North America with her book "Mastering the Art of French Cooking," there's a lot to be said by her. Always entertaining, and along with her 
her ability to entertain her knowledge in French cuisine, something, uh, you know, that is pretty unparalleled. And, and I know about Julia Child because Jacques Pepin would have her occasionally as a guest on his show. And once you see Julia, dude, over six foot tall, yeah. large woman, big hair, which made her look even taller. And totally. then this, well, Jacques, it's a very uh, wonderful course to do. And uh, him with his low voice, hey, Julia, you know, you always impress me. It was just like this weird zigzag. And uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. You knew you were watching two masters of their craft, even as a goof, age 12, 13, who knows nothing except how to make pasta and maybe the odd sandwich. Totally. I'm like, oh, these people are masters. Look at the knowledge that they're just spouting off, you know? 100%. Do you remember the Galloping Gourmet? Of course, that's man. Serious. Okay, of course, of course. And apparently that guy was wasted most of the time. Oh, you know, yeah. are you aware? Yeah, you know that. I, I think I that's, did not... why, that's why I love cocktails. I think it was because of the Galloping Gourmet. I, I didn't know he was wasted. People oh. are like, obviously, I was like, ah, I thought he just had a nice, uh, a nice bubbly personality, you know? Sure, was this Graham name? Kerr? Look, he was he was Scottish. I was like, maybe that's how the Scots sound, but apparently, um, <laughs> he liked the drink. I don't know. What do I know for sure? Listen, but that's what people say. Let us know who your uh, culinary hero is. Uh, put it on our Instagram, on our uh, Twitter feed, wherever you want podcast eat drink all or totally sorts. and you know feel feel free to introduce us to somebody that we may not know um i have immersed myself in food for many years and and marco in in the world of drinks but there are there have got to be people you've come across in this world maybe not known worldwide well, never you- really got that acclaim but uh but but are still hugely influential in your life we'd love to hear about them well, like do you remember one of our first episodes we talked about uh samin nosrat i think her name yeah, is yeah yeah of course uh, sure salt, what is it salt fat salt fat, fat. Um, heat yeah heat. yeah remember yeah yeah, yeah of course i was bowled away by her i think she's fantastic Sure. Yeah. And we've also spent a lot of time talking about uh, Anthony Bourdain, who, yeah, who, you know, I I think I told you, you know, that my issue with Anthony was that Kitchen Confidential was so incredibly revealing about people other than him. It's like, buddy, you're having known the in- intimate, you know, inner dirty workings of a restaurant. It's like, man, that, that, that was our safe space. Don't don't tell people what this chef was doing this year in this restaurant on, on top of which freezer to which woman, what are you doing? You know? Um, Anyway, he since apologized and felt horrible for it and all that. And I think what he gave to the, the world, uh, not just the cooking world, but just what he gave to the world. Sure. uh, As far as his, 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 his enthusiasm and his appetite for different cultures and, and their food and their history far outweighs uh, what what damage uh, Kitchen Confidential might have done. Now, mind you, I'm not that chef who cheated on his wife on a freezer top uh, right. in 1978. But they, you know, speaking broadly, I think he did such great stuff, and I'm I'm sure he's an inspiration for so many people. 100, 100. Well, that's our mini episode. Tell us once once again who your culinary heroes are. Ali, thank you for that sort of look into your childhood <laughs> and into the chefs that you admired as a kid. You too, buddy. Julia Child. Haven't thought of her in a long time, yeah. but. Um, Never forget. Never forget, Julia. I'd love a star. If you took one of her recipes, one of her classic recipes, and followed it step by step by step, and you tell us how hard, (laughs) easy, and what it came up to look like, all the challenges I throw your way. Thank you, bud. Okay. Uh, That's not something I necessarily feel I need to do, but I'll do it for you. I want to make you happy. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to a mini episode of Podcast Eat and Drink. That's Marco Tempano. It's Ali Hassan. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Tempano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up.